Hi there. Welcome to the New Life Live podcast. Steve here. Since 1988, New Life has been transforming lives one life at a time. Now our goal is to provide you with wisdom from God's Word to give you hope and help in life's most difficult places. One way that we do this is through the live program that we share with our listeners here on the podcast. If you have a question that you'd like to ask our panel of counselors and psychologists, call us at 1-800-229-3000, Monday through Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific. Now let's go to today's podcast episode. Hi there. Welcome to New Life Live. Now this is a great hour for me because I get to spend it with two of my favorite people. One, Dr. Jill Hubbard. Hi, Jill. Hello, Steve. And Dr. Jim Burns. Hey, Jim. Hey, Steve. Good to be with you. Now, Jim and I, old friends, long time. How many years? Probably, what, 30, 40 I think 100, 150. Yeah. 150. <laughs> but it felt like that. Feels We've like traveled that. everywhere together, written books together. And uh, Jill and I, friends for what, 40 years? Yep. Two? I met never you been. 40 years yeah. ago. And I love to point out to people, we've never been anywhere together. We <laughs> Lots of you know, places, it, but with lots of people. Yeah. So... We're we're the example of how to have a um, opposite sex relationship and never get in trouble. You just you know you these people mm-hmm. that push the boundaries don't do that. That's stupid. And look how much our friendship has grown over the years. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of times that other person that the other person wants to be with creates a lot of conflict, a lot of arguments in any relationship. And uh, so, couples argue. Is is there a way that you think, either of you, that arguments could be minimized rather than maximized in a marriage relationship? Is there anything you have that might help somebody that is just full of bitterness, resentment, or whatever leads to argument? What do you think? Well, I think we have to turn our defensiveness into understanding and compassion, trying to get behind the other person's eyes. And that's hard to do when you're in the heat of the moment. But, you know, taking a time out, stepping back and trying to see what it might feel like from their perspective Mm -hmm. versus defending our position. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people move to defensiveness Mm -hmm. and it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And in fact, that's the first part to uh, doing conflict wrong is being defensive right. and then it leads to worse and worse and worse stuff but but you know Steve as you said as you, as you were talking at the beginning conflict isn't necessarily bad no. you can have an argument and it can be positive you have to learn how to do it right and I, yeah. I Neil Clark Warren who is the founder of eHarmony and has been a mentor for me for years but he said to me Communication is a learned trait, Jim. It's not something that you just have to deal with. You can learn how to communicate in a more effective way. And I think the best thing that ever happened to me in terms of my relationship with Kathy, in terms of the side of of dealing with arguments, because I don't like to argue, and she does, and was I had to learn how to communicate to her in a positive way, and that was taken on me. And so I've learned that you know, I can have positive conflict, believe it or not, and it draws us together, but it doesn't – if it's, if I go to defensiveness, which I love to do, that's not going to work. If I look at we, what can, how can we deal with this problem together and what can I learn from it, you know what? We're going to move toward a, a oneness, a more authentic oneness, but it doesn't happen but, if we go defensive. Right, but you do have to stay in your adult. Yeah. So when you find yourself – 
not able, you yeah. do need to like step back yes. and then come back and have the conversation. Exactly, exactly. Interesting how much more respect you get when you're the adult version of you than the little <laughs> tiny baby child right. version. Yeah. And uh, us fun-loving people, we slip into that uh, quite easily. All right. 1-800-229-3000 to join us here. We'll take a break. Mary, we're coming right to you, Washington, D.C. She listens on Sirius XM Satellite Radio at 1 o'clock Eastern Time on Channel 131. You could do that, too, or on the YouTube channel. A lot of different ways to see us. But um, glad that we're going to talk to Mary here. We love you. We care about you. We have things to make your life better. But you have to call us if we're ever going to get to tell you about those things. To find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live. We're back, Steve Arterburn here. At the break, if you were listening to what I was listening to, you were talking about you were listening to a couple who went to intimacy and marriage. It is so different. You know, you hear material, first of all, that you probably aren't going to hear at another workshop that provides insight into yourself and the relationship. And then you go into a a group setting with uh, three or four other couples and a Christian counselor. And you deal with, you work through the conflicts and things. And it is just bizarre. In fact, I would use the word miraculous to see the kind of transformation that can occur in a weekend. And so if things just seem like they're never going to get better or they're not so bad, but you like them better, call us at 1-800-NEW-LIFE and let us sign you up for the next intimacy in marriage intensive. It is really a powerful, powerful experience. Well, I said we'd go to Mary. I think it's time. Mary, how are you doing today? And uh, thank you for calling us. How could we help? Um, well, I suffer from one of those miserable marriages. And okay. listening, listening to your intimacy and marriage workshop, um, I would love to attend that, but my husband wouldn't even think twice about doing it. So, Why do you think he wouldn't um, go? Why wouldn't he go? He, d- he doesn't believe in counseling. Okay, and ha- and his, is he having a good time here with you and your marriage and things are going well? No, no, okay. no, he's angry. He's very angry. He uh, dwells in the past. Uh-huh. Um, everything's in the past. I've uh, tried, you know, you leave the past in the past. You know, we have to look forward. You know, you don't, we're not going that way. You know, we have to yeah. move forward. Um, hey, you know what I think, Mary? I think it's not that he doesn't believe in counseling. I think he doesn't believe in a new version of himself. I think he doesn't believe that there's hope for him to live in a different way. Because, I mean, if you if you really thought there was hope and you were miserable, pretty good chance you would latch on to whatever could get you out of misery. Yeah. But I think he doesn't even believe anything will ever be different 
for him. In fact, I would imagine he is waiting for you to finally figure out how to make him happy because that's why he married you, is that you were supposed to make him happy. And, of course, you can't do that, and it's all unrealistic expectations. But what is it that you were hoping we'd talk about when you called? How could we help you? Um, to leave or not to leave, I, um, I, uh, I've just been, we've, it's been a struggle for the last four or five years. I have left before, um, come back because I feel like I'm being convicted because, you know, it's my marriage. I'm supposed to, to, you know, make this work, um, make his life, you know, wonderful and, you, you, you know, know what? I guess there's some codependency in there. Yeah. Thinking I was about thinking. Everybody else. I was thinking that that thing about you coming back uh-huh. might be why it's still horrible. Yeah. Because yeah. you came back even though nothing was different. Yeah. And when you come back after leaving, and nothing's different, essentially you're endorsing status quo. Yes. Jill, um, what do you think when you hear? Well, Mary, I just feel so sad for you because this does sound miserable to be in a spot where you both have no hope. And I think not only does he have no hope that he might change, it might even be that he has no hope that you would change Mm -hmm. or that you would see him. Right. We all long for deeper connection. And the fear is the other person can't go there right and and, and uh-huh. so so that's a sad place to be when you just kind of foreclose on that and you survive in misery instead of trying to make it better um yeah. I, I think that you should push him some because basically he's choosing misery and uh-huh. and the two of you have done everything you know to do Right, And you just keep doing the same thing, and it's not changing. So likely in another five years, you're going to be in this spot or worse, most likely. Right? Until one of you leaves and says, I can't stand it anymore. And I'm always amazed that people, like the question is always, should I leave or should I stay? Well, how about Uh I need to do something in between the leaving and staying? Right? Yeah. You you have yeah. to do everything you can possibly do. And marriage is hard. We know this, right? Yeah, it is. But it mm-hmm. highlights our own weaknesses, our own shortcomings. And the goal is to draw us and, and build us up and move us towards the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're having a lot of struggle. There's a lot of work that needs to be done. But it's amazing with a few paradigm shifts, how so much can melt away and there's actually renewed hope. And I think that's what our weekend does. It, it gives you a paradigm shift to actually start to have some hope and realize that there is love there and, and mm-hmm. that a few changes can make a big difference. And so I think approaching him differently, I mean, what does he have to lose? Like, we have so many people. This is last-ditch effort. You know, go mm-hmm. on this weekend as a last-ditch effort. And if mm-hmm. it doesn't help, you can tell me. See, I told you so. Right? Okay. But I think yes, you ma'am. have to approach him differently. So if you come on really strong and angry, you've got to be soft and gentle. 
If you're always soft and gentle, well, you've got to be a little more assertive. Change up how you approach him so that he actually hears you and knows that you're serious. And I think that's what I've been to soft and gentle. Um, Like I, you know, I've got all these books, love and respect, you know, I Mm -hmm. picked up uh, an even better marriage and he was reading that and came out and was sharing, you know, we need to go do something fun. We need to go do something fun. And he has so much anger in him that he's like, well, I just, you know, the holidays are coming up. I think we should just have three months and we'll see how it looks in January. And so therefore that leaves me out. You know, I'm looking for a place Day and um, you know we, we should have three you, months of what? I just uh, separate, just to be mm. separated, separated. You know, to find out why why we keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. Because he wants to know why things happened in the past. Why things well, happened in the past? Well, okay, well. Hello. That's kind of what happens yeah. in a counseling session. Like, don't take three months. Take <laughs> yeah. 48 hours. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm going to counseling. I'm st- I've am got a counselor, a new counselor I'm going to tomorrow. Um, I've been jotting things down to, you know, to present to her. He won't go. He won't go. So I'm, you know, but Mary, I'm on my own. Okay, here's the thing. The more you tell him we just have to look forward, the more he digs his heels in about the past, okay? And it's a natural reaction to want to counterbalance someone who's so negative. But in doing so, you're just causing him to have to go even further in that direction because you're not hearing him. I think you should start at home by leaning, moving toward him and saying, okay, Tell me from your perspective what you think I need to hear about the past. And, and you have to bite your tongue and just listen. What, what do we need to talk about? Yes, it was really bad. Yes, that was really bad. And validate him at every turn. He has to know you're really hearing him because he's becoming more and more angry. Yeah. Right? So don't yeah. try to oh, get yeah. him to be happy when he's not okay. happy. Okay, go, yeah, yeah, you're miserable. I'm miserable. You're right. It's horrible. Tell me about Uh how you see it, because obviously I'm not getting how you see it. Jim, your thoughts? Yeah, Mary, that was very insightful on Jill's part. (laughs) And and I suggest strongly that you do it. And again, you sound like you're the one who's been, you know, more lovey and and showing kindness and whatnot and maybe it's time to be to be stronger sometimes people do separate and when they separate they say i will come back only under these conditions and now you're a bit in charge his when a person whoever is angry and critical and negative they're in charge right so maybe it's time for you to be in charge not that way but to be in charge by saying here's what it's going to take for this thing to work but i want i and but i love what what both Jill and Steve said, I, I just want to give you a little Bible story because I think this kind of fits. So uh, Jesus walks up to a man who had been ill for 38 years, and you've been in marriage for a long time, and you know the marriage sounds ill. And he asks the big question to this guy. He says, do you want to get well? And what was interesting is the guy didn't say yes. He made an excuse. Uh, you know, At that point, he was by a pool, and he said, but there's no one in here to put me into the pool, and so I can't be healed. And Jesus 
I think with deep love, but also some intensity said, pick up your mat and walk. I'm not saying yeah. for you, that's for you to walk from your marriage, but I, you're, you, when you get well and when you work on it, so I affirm you for going to counseling. Um, I affirm you for getting the tools to help this marriage work because it doesn't sound like he's willing to do it yet. But he's not going to do it if you keep doing the same thing. That's the definition of insanity. So, you know, get the tools. You get well. Sounds like you're on your road, on that road already in a really good way. So get well and let's see what, let's see what happens. But you can't be responsible for his uh, stuff. You can only be responsible for your stuff. And at the same time, when Jill said to me in this conversation, when Jill said, no, what you you got to deal with the past. You know, look at the past, repair the past if you can. But sometimes you repair the past not by saying, "Oh, we're going to make it all better," but you're saying, "I can see what you're saying. You're you're right. We don't have to wallow in this, you know, pile can, of you know junk." Can I add something real quick? So he keeps going back thirteen years ago. Thirteen years ago was when my only child passed away, mm. and he he keeps saying that you know I've changed. You know, I, you know, of course I've changed. You know, I lost my only child, you know. I came to find Christ, though. You know, I've gotten involved in the church. I got sober. You know, when we got married, we were both partying. And, you know, so, yes, I, I've changed, you know, and he still partakes. And, you know, I don't know if that's resentment well, that I was able, you know, that I'm, you know, I've, I've carried on. Let let me say, let me say this. If, if it's a drug alcohol thing, then it'd be great if you were in a recovery group that. Oh, I already am. Then, I mean, he says he doesn't believe in counseling, but does he not Mm -hmm. believe in recovery groups also? Not well. Just recently, because I I co-chair uh, your life recovery group here, and right. um, so, you know, I'm all about the recovery and, you know, the steps and everything, and it just, you know, you clean up so much in your past, and yeah. um, so there has been, he's refused to go to church, except recently he started going to, it's called the Fixed Ministry here, and um, it's basically a ministry for, you know, addiction and, 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 and that sort of thing. So, Great. so he has been, he's been going to that and I'm so very thankful. So that's where he is, but he will not go to the recovery groups or, uh, anything other than, and I'm, and I'm thankful for the, for the, for him going right. to yeah. that church, you know, don't get yeah. me wrong there. Well, so, I mean, I pray and, you know, it's, turn it over and but i'm just kind of okay well and so and, and mary if he's still using he is still stuck yes. back 13 years ago yeah it's yes. like it was yesterday yes, for him okay yes. couple yes. one more okay. question Thanks. after the break and um so hang on because gotta Thank ask you. you about this counseling thing you're listening to new life live and wouldn't it be sad if we didn't believe in counseling But because we believe in counseling and have introduced people to it, boy, there are a lot of folks living a different life. I got to tell you, if it wasn't for counseling, you wouldn't be hearing my voice here. Uh, I'd be in some state ward mental hospital or something (laughs) packed there some way. 
We'd love to hear from you. If you have a question or a comment, call toll-free 1-800-229-3000. Now back to New Life Live. Correct. Jill, I think you had a comment you wanted to make there. Um, but if not, I have a question. Go, you go, because okay. I, I just went blank. <laughs> Mary, when he says, yeah. I don't believe in counseling, what do you think he is saying there when he says, I don't believe in counseling? Um, he's. I feel like he's just refusing to put forth any effort. Um, you know, he doesn't he's not interested in trying mm-hmm. have you asked him what it means to him because a lot of times when people say that they're scared they're scared of really leaning into the pain they don't want to you know he doesn't want to let go of his pain because perhaps that represents the child mm-hmm that was lost, right? And if he moves out of pain, then has he forgotten about? Mm-hmm. The whenever we've talked about counseling in the past, it was uh, his second wife um, talked him into going to marriage counseling, and he he went, but he told the therapist that you know the therapist told him that there was no hope for their marriage, and his mm. reaction was. I could have told you that from the get-go. So he that was his only experience with counseling. And yeah. okay. um, any other any other part of it, it's just, it, he just is closed, he's closed-minded to it. Yeah. Well, it's sad that that's what happened in mm-hmm. that counseling session. Well, uh-huh. but he's generalized it. Yeah. That may the, have been yes. true of their relationship, yes. and the person was just honest. But that's not every relationship that enters a counseling room. Most of the time, we do see hope. That's a really rare incident. There's a spark of light, Mary, in the sense that he is going, you know, we define counseling and he's defined counseling as that one one experience. Counseling is a much broader thing than that. He's having counseling, believe it or not, by going to the thing at, at the church. He's not willing to go a step farther yet, but that may be mm-hmm. a baby step that's going to bring him into it. He may meet somebody there who said, wow, I started here, but then we moved on to something that's a little deeper. But he's mm-hmm. defining counseling as that one experience, and it, yeah. it's yeah. a broader experience. It, it, it isn't just one way. You don't counsel in one way. Yeah. So he may – uh, Anything yeah. that's growth-producing. Yeah. Is a form yeah, of counseling. Right. And that's where, you know, going back to the intimacy in marriage, you know, things like that, that's counseling. They, people don't know it because they're having right. fun. They're going into depth with things, but, the mm-hmm. you know, they're away, whatever it might be. So sometimes like that is the thing that puts them in disequilibrium and goes, well, maybe I will go talk to somebody. If, mm-hmm. if, if I've got a counselor at New Life in this program, whatever it be, it's not just intimacy in marriage. It's restore. It's any of them. They're dealing with a counselor and they go, wait, this is, I like this person or I, this is a good experience. The, the maybe they'll, they'll they'll come back and say it's not like it was this other one. He got okay. He got some bad counseling, maybe. So, I'm going to do something that the people uh, that run New Life, I used to, but <laughs> they hate this because yeah. But here's what I'm going to do, Mary. I'm going to take away a big objective. I do believe that the most hopeless desperate, hateful person has the greatest chance of turning around their life 
and the life of the marriage by going to intimacy in marriage. Mm-hmm. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to scholarship you and him to the next intimacy in marriage. So you're going to say to him, so these people, they heard me, I told them our situation, and they said, we could go free. So it takes that away. And then you would say to him, don't you think, since we've been given this gift, the least we could do is just go. Doesn't mean we want to go or you want to go, but couldn't we just go? Least we could do. And maybe, just maybe, what happens to so many people who go will happen there. He'll have an amazing breakthrough. I'm going to send you a couple of uh, Life Recovery Bibles. Um, You may have one. This is, you know, the newest... Edition. What I love, when they do a new edition, the pagination stays the same. If, if you have one of the original Life Recovery Bibles from 30 years ago, it's the same page count, number, and all from the one that just came off the press last week. So I'll send you a couple of those, and I'm just going to hope that you would present to him the idea that he's been given a gift to help. And uh, that I will pay the price for that gift. People, you know, they'll be angry. But actually, they won't be because uh, I'll take care of that. It'll, it'll work out. All right. Let us know what he's going to do. 1-800-229-3000. Ever want to be on this program? And I'm going to go right there to Mark in just a bit. But we've got a break coming up, so I'm not going to go to you now. Also, when you are ready... To do the thing that has helped the most deepest, richest problem become the deepest, richest solution, uh, go to Intimacy in Marriage. You just call 1-800-NEW-LIFE say, tell me about this thing. Why is it so special? Because it really does change everything. Also, I do a program called Life Recovery Today. It's on the NRB Network, but you can also see any episode of by going to liferecoverytoday.net. And today, this morning, the program was all about life recovery is for everyone. Becky Brown and I talk about why that is. You could tune in there. We'll take a break, come back for the second half of New Life Live right after this. Today's podcast is brought to you by Club New Life supporters who give a monthly donation because they want to continue to offer help and hope in these very, very difficult places. To find out more about Club New Life, you can go to our website, newlife.com, or call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now, if you're new to us, we drop an episode every weekday. We would love it if you would rate or write a review, which helps more people discover help and hope and helps us share wisdom with as many people as possible. Now let's listen to our counselors as they help people walk through life's hardest places. We're glad you joined us for New Life Live. To be a part of the program, call 1-800-229-3000. Now back to New Life Live. We're back. Steve Arterburn here, and uh, in the studio... 
Mark, hang on. Right after Larry, we're going to go to you. Larry Sonnenberg, what do you have for us, Larry? Finding Freedom Workshop on Saturday, the 1st of December, and it is, or is it the 2nd? It's a Saturday, 2nd December. 1, 2, one, and 3, I thought. Yeah, one, well, emotional freedom is the one day, right? Exactly. So right there in the middle of 1, 2, 3, there it is. But <laughs> so, anyway. Anyway, it's one day, folks. We, we've yeah. lowered the bar. You can make it easy. You can do it at home. Privacy is simple. You don't have to travel. don't have to pay for a room. Too bad we don't have a testimony of somebody that went through emotional freedom. Well, I'll give you one. Well, okay. Well, let's hear it then. (laughs) I attended this workshop to learn how to find freedom from my current struggles that stem from past strongholds of guilt, feelings of inferiority, and enabling behaviors that have controlled my life. I learned about the negative reactive thoughts and emotions I needed to identify and challenge, the mindset and beliefs to now embrace the behaviors I needed to change, and the steps I need to now take to transform my life and truly find freedom. So, folks, if you have those struggles, you got some past strongholds, these feelings and behaviors that have controlled your life, this is the workshop for you. Give us a call, 800-NEW-LIFE. They can tell you all about it. Um, if you know, We've lowered the price because it's one day online, but if you still need a scholarship, we can help you. We're raising money for scholarships right now. People are giving. God bless you and thank you, those of you who are giving. And uh, we're just excited about this. Just imagine that you have held this bitterness towards mm-hmm. somebody and resentment, and we're going to tell you how to get rid of that. You could be free of that. But you have to come be part of it for us to tell you how to do it and work through it. But no, you don't. And so then you end up three, four more years before it gets so bad you finally have to do something else. When we use the word freedom, we're not exaggerating. We're saying you could be free of those things, the fear that incapacitates you, the anger that just is cancerous to your soul, Our, our I don't know. Maybe it's it's just this overwhelming sense of doom and despair. Give us a shot. Let us destroy it in your life. And uh, I, I don't know if anybody that says, man, what a waste of time that was. People are grateful when they give us that day. And we want that to be you. And you can find out about it. 1-800-NEW-LIFE. What else do you have there for us, Larry? Just thank you, everybody who's giving. It's been uh, we've been blessed a lot the last couple of weeks by people stepping up and supporting, and can't thank you folks enough. We need to keep it going. This is your ministry, folks, and uh, we don't do anything we can do unless you're standing right behind us, uh, filling the coffers for us. So thank and you. And a gift of any amount, we send you Henry Cloud's book Trust. It's a great one, just our way of saying thank you. And I'll say thank you to you, Larry, for bringing in that great testimony. Well, let's go to Mark. He's calling from Vero Beach, Florida. Uh, I don't know how he heard about us, but uh, Mark, welcome to New Life Live. How did you hear about this program? It's funny. I actually called uh, CBN Prayer Line. They sent me a number to call, and that number told me to call this number. So I'm calling. Well, that's wonderful. I'm glad that that happened. Um, How could we help you today? What's going on? I'm based in a state of hopelessness, and I'm on the verge of giving up. I've um, been looking for work for two months in my field in the hospital. I was let go uh, two months ago without warning. 
go to my savings. I'm very angry. I'm very frustrated. I'm angry that people don't get back to you. And, um, you know, you send resumes off and nobody really cares or, or comes back. You have to chase after them. I'm so frustrated. I'm really on the verge of just, I just want to say, pardon my friends to heck with it and yeah. give up on everything. That's where I'm in the hopelessness that I feel right now. It's really taking its toll on me. Lack of mm. sleep, lack of eating. That's mm. where I'm at I'm right now. Mark, um, I, I, I remember when I was out of a job, and I remember those feelings, and there was so much despair in me. It was so mm. painful. So I, I'm so sorry you're going through this. And I don't know, for me, without a job, I just I felt like such a loser. And, and so, you know, I was angry at everybody. Like you say, they don't call you back. They don't live up to their word. It's a horrible, horrible place. Uh, to be, uh, I'm. I'm just curious. Are you married or single? No. What? No, I'm no? single for now. Yeah. Do you have anybody in your life that's um, a good positive influence, an encourager, somebody you can count I on? Have, I have people at church. I speak to some very, very close friends I've known for like 15, 20 years. Yeah. Um, okay, but that still doesn't solve the problem of. The hope is not feeling right now because people don't bother to get back to you. You yeah. look for work, you you got you've got the experience, but nobody cares. Right. To, yeah. to call you back. Well, I'm so sorry you're going through that. And um you know, something I found out in my life uh if I'm doing something over here, let's say to the left side, I'm doing something over here to the left, and I'm really just mm-hmm going overboard doing it, God often opens up uh, something over on the right side. It has nothing to do with what I'm doing, but it's almost like the effort over here gets honored in some way, and out of left field comes this opportunity. And so what I want for you is that you don't give up. In fact, that you double your effort in what you're doing and just see if God doesn't come in from a different angle and provide for you. Because I really think that that happens most of the time. But it, let's just say, you if I'm applying five places a week and nobody's getting back to me, rather than give up, maybe I say, if I'm going to ever get somebody to call me back, I've got to reply to ten places a week. And so you dig in deeper, and then somebody comes up to you out of left field from church or whatever and says, hey, I've got a job opening here. I just want to encourage you to persevere. Don't give up. Don't stop applying and see what God's going to do. Jim, your thoughts? Then you, Jill. You know, it bounced back to, Steve, something you and I I observed this with you some time ago. And, and, uh, Mark, I want to tell you this. Steve and I were sitting with a guy who had lost a job. This is we were probably in our twenties, maybe early thirties. Yeah. And Steve's advice to him was when you get up in the morning, get up early, put on nicer clothes and start applying. And again, a lot of applications are online today. You know what? That guy ex- experienced what Steve just told you to do. And it took him a while. But he found that job. and But the point was, one day I saw him later, and I knew him a little better than Steve did. And you know what? Mm-hmm. He was in a tie. 
<laughs> I said, what are you doing in this tie? He said, well, I'm looking for jobs. You know, and he, he, he took that advice, and I, I think there's a part to that. I, I would say, you know, do 10 or do 15 or 20 if you can. But the other thing I would add is I sense that you're depressed. Mm-hmm. And because you're, yeah. because you're depressed, you know, that always you know, adds to hopelessness. And this is temporary. If you get that job and other things, you know, there's a better life. There's a light out there. So I want you to make sure that you you get an assessment to take care of what's causing this depression. Now, again, a lot of it's the job situation, and we've only talked about the job, but there may be some other things too. But make sure you get you take care of your depression because that might even be you know blocking you from you know getting the job right. just because how you're you know how how you might be coming across Jill yeah well and, and mark for men especially not that women don't experience this but and you're not married so you are perhaps defined by the work that you do and right. and men more so get their self esteem from a job and so i think you said you didn't you were just kind of out of the blue, let go, and yeah. didn't have really any warning. Your self-esteem takes a huge hit. That feels like such a rejection. And it's easy, it is that right? And it's easy to move into a lot of self-doubt. And people do get depressed when they are out of work. I know it feels like an eternity. Two months is actually not a very long amount of time in this process and if you could shift a bit first of all you do need to leave your house every day you do. so uh, do you have to yeah. okay you even though you're depressed and you don't feel like it you need to do behaviorally the things that are good for your self-care yeah. right and also looking at okay you've had this time what is God trying to show you in this time? And where are the other places you can plug in? You need to be in a men's group. There are networking groups. You need to develop a life within this time because this time could end up looking like a gift later on. Okay. Yeah, I want to send you this devotional of 100 Days of Hope, and I hope we could get a counselor for you to take care of that depression. To find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live. We're back. Steve Arterburn here. I want to tell you how my unemployment and just doing any interview I could led to New Life. I was unemployed, feeling like total failure, depressed. Mm -hmm. Well, I started doing interviews. And I was interviewing with this group up in Northern California, a venture capital firm. They were, they were looking for someone to head up this big insurance company. I was involved in the longest job interview ever with these people. It was a, like a six-hour interview. So they, they thought I could do this job. And I called them the next day, and I said, you know what? I just feel like I have to do something more directly involved with my faith, and so just take me off the list. Well, I was really desperate then, because now I had an opportunity, and I turned it down. 
A few days later, these two men came to me and said, we want you to start a company and we're going to find the money for you to start it. And I said, well, what what do I do? He said, you pick what it's going to be. I said, well, if that's true, I'll create a little business plan for a Christian psychiatric health care company. I said, great. So a few days later, I'm back with them. I have my plan. And they say, we're going to go to Northern California to a venture capital fund and see if they'll fund this this little concept. Well, you know who it was? It was the very people that I'd done that interview with. And they said, look, we were going to put you in charge of this big old multi-million dollar thing. I think we can trust you with a couple of million dollars to start your own organization. (laughs) And that was the beginning of New Life, 35 years ago this month. And... um, so New Life was a was a for-profit venture capital funded company and when our revenue reached 92 million dollars a year because we had 36 treatment programs, women of faith, all this other stuff, Ramuda Ranch they decided it was time to sell and I knew that that was it and that's when we spun off New Life into a not-for-profit. And so if I hadn't been Getting up in the morning, getting dressed, willing to do whatever it took. I don't think it would have ever happened. I think God used the effort that I was doing over there, and then here it comes over here. And we're still here 35 years later. And for that, boy, am I ever, ever grateful. Don't give up on God. He has not given up on you. He has a plan. But sometimes we have to just Stay moving forward, doing things that don't make sense. And he honors that kind of effort. Those who persevere receive the crown of life. It's not perfection sometimes. It's just persevering. And God steps in because he said that he will honor our perseverance. Anything you guys want to add to that? That's actually a beautiful story Mm -hmm. and a great reminder to all of us. And it deals with work, but it also deals with our marriages. If we're married, it deals with kids who are we're estranged from. Uh, Perseverance is a is a great phrase, and the Bible talks a lot about that. Sometimes we're not willing to put put in the endurance and perseverance, but there's there's a it's a great message, Steve. I actually wrote it down. I think you should tell that story more often to to the New Life listeners. So good. I will. You know, it's one of the greatest gifts, and uh, it's not something you actually do of your own free will. But if you have ADHD, you give this up pretty early. Perfectionism. Uh, when you give up the perfect and you see that I just sometimes all I do is I need to get through this thing. And when you get through something, then you can go to work getting over that thing. And then you can go to work on getting beyond it. Mm-hmm. And that's the real gift. But it starts with just hanging on and getting through it. You just never know what God is up to or what God wants you to be up to. Now, and by the way, I'll just mention, I've told this before, Mordecai Ham, one of my favorite stories, had big tent revivals. Mm-hmm. And then the audience started to get less and less and fewer people came to Christ every night. And he, one night he is in his hotel room weeping some North Carolina hotel room, weeping because so few people came and so few people came down the aisle and he said, God, is this really all you're ever going to do with me? 
why have you left me? What he didn't know is that one of those North Carolinans that night that came down the aisle and accepted Christ was Billy Grant. Mm -hmm. You just don't know Mm -hmm. what God's up to. And sometimes in the midst of us feeling like failures, God is producing a spiritual, spiritual, miraculous victory that we won't know about till we get to heaven. Because, see, God is really, he's a big God and fascinating the way things work out. I'll tell you something else that's fascinating is that people decide to support this ministry. We had people investing in it in the beginning, and now people invest their gifts. And if you join Club New Life, we're going to say thank you by sending you a collection of 100-day devotionals, topics like depression, anger, shame, fear and anxiety, character, prayer, healing, and peace. When you get through all of these 100-day devotionals, you're three to four years down the way, and it's going to be better filling your mind with great Scripture, great commentary, great quotes from people. Uh, I love these books, and we'll send every one of them to you for joining Club New Life. My mom was one of the charter members of Club New Life, and uh, you could be a charter member of Club New Life for our next 35 years. So call us at 1-800-NEW-LIFE, or a gift of any amount, we will send you Dr. Henry Cloud's book, trust. In addition, we have a few things going on. You've heard about emotional freedom on December the 2nd. Every man's battle is December 1, 2, and 3 in Dallas, Texas. And, um, you know, they call Dallas Big D. Well, every man's battle is Big D. The death to lust out of control, the death to a dead-end life that's focused on gratification, the moment, and focus much more on what God wants to do with your life outside of all the stuff you get involved with. And then intimacy and marriage, that'll be in February, 16th through 18th in Orange County. I don't know of anything more powerful to change marriages in a shorter length of time, and if I did, I'd tell you about it, or we'd try to copy it because we want to do anything that can help people. Jim Burns, thank you for being here with us today. Always love getting to be with you and little reminders of old times. And Jim's got a great book, Doing Life with Your Adult Children. It's one of the most um, needed books ever that he's done. And Dr. Jill Hubbard, thank you for being with us. The Secrets Women Keep. The The last book you did, was forgiving our fathers and mothers forgiving our fathers and mothers and you did the forward to a book that's really a powerful book about women scripture their role and i forget the title of that do you remember the title that book has not been released yet it's about to be though it's about to be yes i just connected with that author oh good i was so impressed with that manuscript yes anyway we'll tell you about that when it comes out If you need help, here's the number, 1-800-NEW-LIFE. If you can help us, here's the number, 1-800-NEW-LIFE. And you can be assured that we will be good stewards of any and every gift that we have because we know 
So much sacrifice goes into supporting a ministry. I pray that God will bless you today and bless you every day and that you're getting ready for the best holiday season ever. Thanks so much for listening. We hope something you heard will help you live in freedom today. If this content was helpful for you, we would love it if you take a minute, leave us a review, post about it, and rate it. Remember, we have resources and workshops online for you as you continue your journey. Go to newlife.com and find out more information. And thank you for being part of the New Life community. We know that God desires all of us to live a life of wholeness and healing. And we're so glad that you're here.